is it the case that there is always at every instant of the day a man ejaculating? And I believe in the yes, United States. Absolutely. Or worldwide, whatever. And I, I believe the answer is yeah. yes. Yes. So basically like and there's just a constant uh, of stream course. of semen shooting out of men. Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships using candor and humor that is sometimes controversial, but usually in good faith. On today's show, we're going to talk about a surprise threesome imposition, hygiene obligations with respect to oral sex, the viability of a butt plug as a gift, and much more. I'm Keith. My co-host is Mike. Did you miss me, Mike? A little bit, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I feel like the show... I feel like that episode was like a six out of 10, but we'll, we'll discuss that shortly. Uh, but first, uh, you know, the drill, please rate review, subscribe and redouble your efforts, telling your friends and loved ones about your mileage may vary. You can ask us questions at ymmvpod at gmail.com or at ymmvpod on Twitter. Okay. Let's get this thing started. Uh, I did listen to your last episode with Eric and, uh, what was it? Susan, what what was the the Jane? Okay, Jane, the pseudonym yeah. Jane, right? Okay, uh, I thought she sounded a little bit like Allie, and so I was confused initially. I thought there was like some sort of double switcheroo going on there, but no, it, it's a different person. Uh, but you guys Definitely brought up a different person. <laughs> yeah, you guys were all in person, right? That's right. She okay. was in the far corner of the room, rubbing her legs together furiously. Yeah, I thought you might have been sort of playing that up for the show, but apparently that actually occurred. That's somewhat incredible to me. Yeah, she was, uh, she said that watching the show in person was delightful and far better than listening uh, to the podcast normally, uh, which surprised me. That's so, I mean, it's just so hard for me to understand that. I mean, there were a number of things about her that are hard to understand. I mean, like, for example, she loves blowjobs. And I mean, she said things like she's never had bad tasting semen. How is that even possible? She has a low body count. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I think, yeah. Although even, I mean, even with a single, an individual guy, right. you'd expect there to be some variation. <laughs> right. You would expect that, you know, maybe he's dehydrated or ate a lot of asparagus or I, I don't know if asparagus affects semen, but you know, whatever. Um, yes. She's a very uh, sexually insistent lady. Yeah. Yeah. She talked about how she loves the orgasm to be like connected to the male. Like she, the, the semen itself, receiving the semen itself was like a big part of why uh, blowjobs are compelling to her. Well, I think that's frequently generally true for women that there's a, there's a, um, that connection uh, matters to them. It yeah. Heightens the experience. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've litigated this plan and I don't have anything new to add here. Uh, I did have a question yeah. about your masturbation sleeve. Um, oh Lord. Uh, have you used it again? No. Okay. I did like, no, because I, I yeah. go ahead. It's, it's, as I mentioned, uh, briefly on the other episode, it's actually at a vacation house. So it's not, <laughs> okay. I don't have it on okay. me at present as, as it were. Might you have, if you, if you brought it with you? No, probably okay. not. It's, it's, uh, it takes longer. Uh, yeah. and, um, yeah, I mean, it enhances the feeling, but it, I think, unfortunately, the way like male psychology works, like, um, just the, most of the pressure that men experience around this, mm-hmm. uh, around wanting to beat off is, uh, is just wanting to get the nut out as right. opposed to like wanting to maximize the experience right. uh, with a partner. It flips a little bit because it's going to take longer and and uh, be more more complete experience anyway. Mm-hmm. But when masturbating, like yeah, it just it, yeah, it just it's kind of complicated and takes a while. Okay, that makes sense. How do you clean it? Oh, also, also, there's the fact that it looks like the mouth of a small child. Yeah, how do I clean it? Okay, so you uh, it's pliable enough that you can completely invert it, meaning. You know, there's okay. an inside and an outside. It's okay. made of like some kind of silicon material and you can actually completely invert it. And the, okay. in, the inside is, that's how I learned that it has an epiglottis. And also a lot of detail painting on there of like, I assume it's painted <laughs> on of like the ridges inside somebody's upper throat or whatever. Like interesting. somebody, 
in some factory somewhere is like having to paint these things. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. So basically you turn it inside out, you can wash it with soap and water. And then like, then becomes, then comes the issue of like, you have to dry the inside and the outside, which means you do have to like leave it sitting somewhere <laughs> right. for a meaningful span of time and then flip it in right side out yeah. and then let it sit again. And so it's, that's another thing. It's like, it's not, if you want it not to grow mold or whatever, like you're going right. to have to have this thing sitting around on a drying tray for a while. And like, I, I'm not sure what guy wants, I mean, right. the risk, if you forget, like, even if you live alone, the risk <laughs> that you forget it, like in your drying rack yeah. is just immense. Like you, right. you do not want someone finding this thing. So yes. Yeah. Okay. You've brought up all of the issues and answered almost all of my questions here, but <laughs> when did you clean it? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it was, um, <laughs> within, I would say it was 10 minutes after the nut, the, the okay. orgasm. Something like that. So it wasn't immediate because, yeah, it would be, you're kind of like, oh, this is going to suck. It wasn't the actual act of cleaning. It wasn't terrible because you can sort of fill it with water and, mm -hmm. you know, just let the water come out a right. few times. And so there's not a whole lot of yeah. material left over. This notion of being able to invert it is important. I was imagining, if you ever had a glass that is the circumference of which is too narrow, so you can't quite reach your hand to the bottom and if... You drink like juice or milk or something. It, it leaves like a little film at the bottom, and it's sort of hard to like reach down to to scrape it out. I was I was sort of imagining this with the masturbation sleeve. Like there's some like crusty semen down there, and you can't quite get it. But being able to invert it takes care of that problem. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say though, like I'm, I I, I would I, I can imagining like the pie chart here. Like some percentage of guys don't clean these things. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that happens. Like, or they clean it. I don't know. Right. I, I'm sure or there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of habits. There's habits or just, they just use water or something. There are habits here that are not great. So, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Uh, I had an insight while thinking about this sleeve. Um, I think I would not like this device. I think it basically requires one and a half hands to operate and not, I think one thing that I like about masturbating in just my normal masturbating way, which is sitting at a chair in front of my computer with my right hand on my mouse and my left hand on my shaft, is that I can really easily switch between content. And one of the issues I had with VR was that switching between content wasn't as easy as it is with a mouse. And I think I would have this issue with a masturbation sleeve too. It's like, yeah, it's mostly one-handed, but it's not quite as one-handed as just using my hand is. Does that make sense? It does. I think, I mean, if you wanted to be some sort of expert, I mean, we're, for example, we're uh, podcasting right now with sort of nice microphones, uh, uh, trying to be semi-pro at this. And like, the, you know, like with the microphone stand, you could imagine having such a stand and putting the thing on that and then it would require zero hands. Mm. I mean, if you wanted to get like really expert at it and yeah. <laughs> really into it, um, <laughs> you're generally now, right. To like, uh, yeah. I mean, if you're worried about somebody seeing it drying, now, now you have this elaborate masturbation sleeve <laughs> apparatus. I mean, I mean, you're sort of notching yeah. up the embarrassment here. Right. I mean, and, right. And then like if somebody see, sees you doing that, it's terrible. Oh I have seen, of course, I have, of course, seen porns of guys doing this uh, or like there's some way they arrange it in their bed so that it's like they're kind of thrusting down and into it. Um, these are all like, well, I mean, ultimately people get like a real doll, right? Like that's mm -hmm. the natural um, end point there. Right. And sure. I mean, you could imagine like you could imagine somebody with like a VR headset and a real doll under them. <laughs> That's the, this is the, uh, some sort of like dystopian, uh, future that a woman might, I, I'm not sure how women would feel if they saw a man doing that. It's like, okay, like this, here we are, we've arrived. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you can't, yeah, I think we're soon and, and I'm not sure if soon is five years or 15, but there's already a number of men who prefer unpartnered sex. And yeah, I mean, as technology improves, that's only going to get worse. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe, I mean, the cleanup, yeah. the cleanup remains a problem. But yeah, I mean, like I, uh, uh, God, like yeah, I, 
given my experience with this device, mm-hmm. and of course, you don't know what would happen on like experience number like 20 or 50. Right. Yeah. But like I could imagine a VR, like a, a much lighter weight headset plus a real doll being pretty compelling. Yeah. <laughs> Just in yeah. terms of the physical sensations that it elicits. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's some emotional stuff that look eventually ai will be able to simulate that but uh right for for now we're not we're not nearly there so that's right (laughs) women still have that i I can head on i can just imagine like um you know i've one of the things i've learned from various subreddits like having fun hobbying and a few others uh sex workers sex workers only that's another one Mm -hmm. uh is um you know, a pretty large percentage of men want to give oral to prostitutes, which is, I would not have guessed that. And so natural consequence of that, you could totally imagine a guy giving oral to a real doll. Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of interesting. It probably already happens. I'm sure it does. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) He's got, he's like, sit on my face and then has to maneuver the doll (laughs) on top of it. And then he's got the problem of, which direction does she face? Does he want yes. that real doll butthole in his nose? Yes. Or, yeah. yes. L- listen to every other episode for our, our comments on that topic. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, there was one other, well, I mean, I have a list of like 20 things you guys talked about, but I don't want to relitigate every single one of them. But uh, yeah. Jane talked about how she uh, can have something like seven to 10 orgasms in a, in a single session. I'm sure you remember this conversation. I do. And you expressed, well, we were, yeah, I mean, you expressed your typical incredulity and she seemed to walk it back a bit by saying that the first few orgasms are much more intense and that the intensity wanes substantially as, as she gets to future orgasms. Am I, am I recounting that properly? Yeah, more or less. I mean, it was the first two, first of all, she was okay. insistent that it's the first two, not the first one. Mm-hmm. And that the second one sometimes is the better one, the best one, like the second huh. is the peak of the curve. Okay. Uh, but she also, well, I mean, I think, wasn't there some conversation there? I, I, we went to dinner afterwards. I can't remember, but wasn't there some conversation there about like number of, uh, con- uh pulses, contractions, whatever. Yeah, that was on the and show. Then, yeah, she talked about two or three contractions, which seemed low to, to you and also to me. Well, that was what I saw in that video that I found convincing, uh, this video, mm-hmm. of a, which I still haven't found online for the listeners. But the, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a woman who I think was having multiple, but it's just like the each one seemed kind of pathetic. And, and Jane seemed to agree Although I don't know if she would agree that so so yeah it makes me wonder whether like this propensity to have multiples is combined with just sort of a lower overall intensity for each one which then if you sort of sum them all up you get like a total <laughs> orgasmic experience it's just my my incredulity right. comes from like the the notion that a person's brain is able to you know experience that much pleasure that quickly without some external drug so yeah i mean assuming that everybody isn't you know, consciously lying about having 10 orgasms. And there's a number of women who claim they can have 10 orgasms. There's got to be something to explain what's sure. actually going on. Um, and yeah, this is this this feels like an off-ramp that can actually make a little bit of sense, which is, right. <laughs> yeah, the orgasms are, are so mild that, you know, you can debate whether or not they're actually orgasms. Um, yeah. Are you guys also- I know she had zero during the recording. Anyway, uh, go on. That's too bad. There's something to aspire to next time. Um, yeah, the last thing was this this Kiven technique, which is an oral sex technique. But I haven't done my research on it yet, so I, I want to want to read about it, and then we can maybe we'll talk about it next episode. Sure. Uh, and it's something to do with a side to side pressure across the clitoris instead of along the side of. But I want to understand the details there. Um, it was sort of chagrining because I thought I'd discovered something from TikTok mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. they're like, oh of course it's the Kiven technique. I was like, okay. Well <laughs> it was new to, are- it was new to me. I don't know what percentage of our listeners it was new to. Um but um okay so there was this topic on Reddit uh got posted a day ago had six thousand upvotes 
And it's sort of long and predictable. Uh, He says, girlfriend gave me a threesome with her friend as a birthday gift and then got mad when I declined. And he's 23 and you can sort of assume how this goes. He, the girl was, his girlfriend was like, oh, I'm you know really excited. I have like a special present for you. And, you know, she coordinated with a friend of hers and then he goes over to one of their house and they were like, you know, surprise, we're giving you a threesome and and he didn't want it. And the reason why I brought this up is we talked about many of the psychological issues that arise out of, in the in the post threesome being had arena. But this is this is like even before it's even been had. Like once a, a partner has decided that they want one, like is there any way to get out of that without psychological damage on someone's part? Yeah, I mean, I think that if they just negotiate and <clears throat> decide not to do it, then it could be okay. Well, maybe, but what if the person is like, "Oh, well, this is a deal breaker. This, like, <laughs> this is my primary kink. I, I can't imagine a life without it." Well, that's like that's basically the same as saying that you want to be polyamorous or something stronger than ENM, right? I mean, that's like, yeah, okay, fine, right? Then you basically have one person wants something and the other person's like absolutely not and so then yeah that probably is relationship ending but like yeah i mean the real this situation this is like the she surprised him with it and he's like i don't want this which is probably that's exactly what happened i wonder how common that is yeah i wonder how common that is like that's probably somewhat it's probably more common than you would think um he might he might have had the wisdom to know that like it was going to she wasn't going to like it yeah, and, I mean the yeah. thread is so long and it's and it's sort of poorly written and boring, but I think he says somewhere in there that they discussed it and he told her that he wasn't into it, but she, she like basically didn't believe that. I'm not I'm not sure, but the details are sort of uninteresting. I think, yeah, I think that I think that one thing that would be hard as a guy is that basically it's basically like you're getting to have sex with some other woman, which is good. Sort of, but you're, you're being surveilled. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> by then, the person most likely yeah. to get upset about it, by it. That's right. And, and there, are, I'm given to believe that there are typically a set of rules and regulations. I have talked to some women about this, like, same. oh, well, you have to not come in her, you have to not kiss her. You know, there's like this series of things. And so then you're sitting there thinking, well, I, I can't do this. I can't do that. And I mean, there's, I, I mean, like there's some risk that you would ejaculate kind of quickly because you're more excited with a new partner and so you could just wind up saying like look this just isn't worth it like if you're willing to go into another room while i do this that would be great (laughs) i I wonder actually i wonder actually like for you like given the choice which would you pick between uh like yeah i mean which which of those is better the mff threesome or just having your partner actually leave the room i think in in the absolute perfect scenario where i can behave without terror that I'm going to like accidentally step on a landmine, you know, am I having too much fun? Am I not having enough? Am I not paying enough attention to one party? Am I, you know, doing something that is angering anyone? If I could just set all of that aside, I think it would be sort of fun to have two women at the same time. But yeah, given the absolute, you know, minefield of possible mistakes to be made, uh, I think, cerebrally i would be able to enjoy a you know a twosome with a, a new partner better yeah i mean the in porn one of the things i mean sometimes my mind will wander and if i'm watching uh something with a threesome and, and i will there's usually one woman that's the more the much more engaged woman in mm-hmm. the in the event whatever mm-hmm. uh, type of porn it is yeah and i will often look at the woman who's less involved. And I mean, yeah, it'll be like you're getting a blow from one woman and the other woman is just sort of like licking the side of your cock yeah. a little bit occasionally. Yeah. And that yeah. And so that like lack of enthusiasm <laughs> from the second woman, which I suspect is somewhat common, would uh potentially lower the level of experience. Now that being said, if the second woman if the yeah, I mean being there if the two women were enjoying each other, that would probably be compelling. Yeah. yeah. I mean in order for it to be a gift you know, I think the the person doing the giving needs to concede that or needs to understand 
that your their partner might do some things that make them uncomfortable. But I just think that people don't think this through. Um, right. But yeah, maybe I'm just not. Uh, I don't know. Sexually adventurous enough. I can't. I can't imagine the the sort of realms of pleasure that I'm missing by not uh, partaking in this activity. But yeah, I, I don't I know if it, it would up your. I don't think it would up your pleasure. I think it would be more just like a. It's like. On some level, it's the real life equivalent of watching a porn. Like, yeah, you, you, yeah. I think what you want is like something that's somewhat unlikely for the two women to in, interact with each other, and them to, for them to both be happy that you're there. And like, I don't know. I think it's much more likely that they'll be more excited about each other, or one of the two women doesn't really want to be there somehow. And so then it's just, yeah. yeah I think that's absolutely probably, right. A, like it's there's a, it's there's a gen- genuine experience that can be good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I think it's almost impossible to line everything up properly. It's just it's, it's, that's right. It's so risky. So all right, let's, yeah, let's the move uh, on. threesomes that I've seen that looked uh, where the people looked the happiest, sadly, were the <clears throat> devil's threesome of the MMM. They all seem pretty happy when that happens. Yeah, but that's because yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense to me. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. Nobody's yeah, I, yeah. I don't I don't have anything that's not gonna sound like misogyny to say to that. So uh let's move on. Um this person says, won't let me give her oral unless she showers first. New account to ask this question, hmm. maybe ask more in the future. My wife frequents the sub often, so sorry in advance if you see this. I love giving my wife oral and I can orgasm without any physical contact to my erogenous zones just by pleasing her. She makes me crazy and I just can't stop myself. I bet he's grinding against so something. He's yeah. Okay. Go on. All right. That yeah. sounds strange. That sounds, yeah. Suspicious, but whatever. The problem I love, the problem is I love her natural taste and scent, but she insists on showering right before we have sex. I want to taste steak, not soap. She thinks I'll find her natural pussy gross and she doesn't believe me when I try to tell her I love it. Any ideas on how to raise her confidence and convince her that I love her usual taste? And the first uh, response is, Sean, just send me the post next time, LMAO, which is apparently his wife actually found it, <laughs> which is kind of funny. But right. Um, I don't think that the dichotomy is between soap and, as he says, steak, which let's take that as a euphemism for, uh, urine. Yeah. Musty, unclean, uh, vagina. So it's covered in, you know, discharge and urine and some grime from the day. Uh, it's like. Yeah, like it shouldn't taste like soap. Like if you rinse off, like if I if I you know lick my arm after I've taken a shower, I don't you know get a bunch of lemongrass or whatever my soap is. It's just like a, a clean feeling. So I, I think he's not quite making sense there. But setting that aside, he seems to really want to have that kind of um, uh, I don't know what to call it that 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 soup of of female flavor. Well, I mean the. Uh... One thing he's not considering as a possibility here is that, so he's thinking, oh, uh, she, let's see, he's thinking that she, that she's thinking that he doesn't want her to be anything other than completely showered, uh, freshly showered, but that might not be right. Maybe it's that she, it actually grosses her out that, that she's with a guy who wants to lick something that's kind of gross. Like hmm. in the same way that a woman might be grossed out by her partner wanting to lick her to give analingus to her. Like maybe that's what's going on. She just says like, look, like I don't like this is just gross. Like stop it. Stop. Stop being attracted to gross things. I see. It it makes him seem beta or submissive in a way. Well, look, if, if, if a woman and I don't think this may never have happened, but if a woman said to you, <laughs> hey, Keith, like what I really want is for you just to like have a lot of just your cock needs to be just disgusting like just don't wash for like go camping don't wash for like three days and then i want to get down there and give you a slobby sloppy blowjob yeah like you would i think actually you would you, partly you'd be like oh i don't know if i want to impose that on you but partly you'd be like what's wrong with you yeah yeah i guess it is a bit of both and it's hard for me to separate <laughs> um i dated someone once who insisted on shaving uh down there before every sexual encounter. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's something similar to this, I think, where maybe she was worried about being unclean or something. Yes. This remind that reminds me, by the way, I saw a, uh, 
or saw a post or a video or something about a woman who had that same insistence and decided to get laser treatment on her vulva. Whoa. As women do sometimes. And that's, she that's pretty to permanent. get rid of all the hair permanently. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but she said that, uh, uh, I guess a, pro- a relatively common issue with doing that is that uh, women don't pull back the lips sufficiently during oh. the laser treatment. Okay. And so she wound up what she, with what she called a vagina goatee, oh. which was um, basically just a small amount of hair, like a tuft of hair, like kind of in the crease yeah. above her clitoral I got hood. it. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty <laughs> funny. It's like a- just, Yeah, permanent- it's like a micro landing strip, I guess. That's right. Yeah. yeah so be careful, ladies, if you're doing that. Yeah. Couldn't she go back? And shouldn't the laser person anticipate this problem? Yeah, I don't know how that works. Like maybe the laser person can't tell. And yeah, and she probably, maybe she did go back and solve it. Maybe she didn't have enough money. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like people, uh, the things, the way people who are otherwise financially stretched spend their money is always mysterious to me. So. Yeah. Yeah, that is a bit bizarre. Do you prefer like yeah, like do you prefer your partner to be clean before having sex or like th- Yes. How yes. so? Do you like think it's... more so than the average person or less so than the average person? I got to think it's like a normal amount uh like but but I mean taking a shower before is nice. That's that's good. I don't I think that the experience sorry, I don't care if I'm not giving oral, I should, yeah. I should have, right. Like my penis doesn't have a olfactory <laughs> sensors in it. So it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, there's could be, no, I guess that's not exactly true. Like there could be some point like where a smell would waft up from that area. So that I oh, would sure. Get, but, or if somebody just yeah. ran a marathon or whatever. Yeah. So those are some negatives, but, but in general it wouldn't matter. But I would say that I think that, uh, it's something like if you drew a curve, uh, you know, where the X axis is like time since last shower and the Y axis is how, uh, much I appreciate it. Like it's perfectly linear. Mm-hmm. The, the, like if it was right after the most recent shower, that's the best, right? <laughs> like it goes down linearly. I'm, I'm assuming for you, it's similar. Yeah. It's the same. Like I, I kind of like sex when both parties are super clean, but it's not a requirement right. for me. And I, and, it, and I'm not like grossed out unless there's something exceptional going on but i mean i do know that some people have like you know uh sweaty armpit kinks and like various kinks around this kind of stuff and it's sort of confusing to me right yeah i mean they just uh something happened to them in their past or they started <laughs> to fetishize something i don't know yeah they yeah. were the fat kid in school uh trapped them under their armpit Ugh. in fourth grade or whatever yeah okay all right I don't enough know. Uh, this person says, hookup left me a butt plug as a gift. That's all. He's a glassblower by profession, and it's a custom handmade piece. Fucking impressive, and I'm not sure how to non-awkwardly brag about it to my friends. LOL. So my initial read of this was, it's just rules one and two. Like, she's really into him. Rules one and two are be attractive and don't be unattractive. Yeah, I think she's just into him. There's no... Like, I think normally if, like, some guy you hooked up with left a butt plug, you might find that a bit odd, right? Yes. Yeah, you're basically saying that he could have given her anything and she would have thought it was awesome. Right. And, like, yeah, she's like, he's a glass blower. You don't know whether that's his job or, like, it's a hobby or whatever, but still, like, yeah, she's, yes, that's right. I mean, isn't it a bit presumptuous, if nothing else? I mean, from his perspective, it was probably like he viewed it as a creative, if he's a glass borrower by profession, well, either way, actually, this may be a, a little trick he uses to <laughs> hastily get anal from women. I, I, like, I do, I do uh, pasta, a homemade pasta, and this guy does uh, leaving a, uh, leaving a freaking butt plug to insinuate an anal situation. Yeah, you could, uh, maybe you could like. Uh, I don't know what they call the pasta that's sort of like a cylinder with emptiness in the middle. And it like, I don't know what fusilli or I don't know what exactly I mean, I'm in Venice called, right like, now. I can go ask an expert and, and report back. Yeah. So you could, uh, you could maybe with the pasta making, you could make a pasta that's the right diameter for your penis. Mm-hmm. It's like one piece and then imply that you could jam that or butthole or something. There, there, mm-hmm. There's always some way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that <clears throat> this guy, uh, 
yeah, it's just like a little trick he does to, it's spicy. I understand what he's doing. It's, you know, whatever. And yes, he's probably attractive. So it works. If he was unattractive, women would be like, oh, that's disgusting. What's wrong right. with you? Well, and do you think he brought up anal at all? I mean, look, if they had anal sex on their first sexual encounter, then there's, I guess, less of an imposition here. If they didn't, then, and they didn't talk about it. And so he was just doing this sort of blindly. So it's almost like a dominance play. I just think that's, I just think it's pretty risky, but maybe he doesn't care. Maybe if if she's not into it, then he's, it's an easy way for him to move on. I think the vast majority of women don't want a butt plug. Like just if like they could have a life with a butt plug and a life without a butt plug, they would pick the, uh, the without a butt plug life. Like they just, I mean, it's fine. So yeah, your read on this, I think is right. Like she's just, yeah, she's just fabricating interest in, you know, she, no, she thinks she's really interested. She thinks, oh, that's cool. And now, you know, she's going to play along and stuff like that. But like if something happens where she doesn't like him as much, it's going to immediately become this terrible thing he did. It's gross. And she's going to shatter it with a hammer or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, She's unlikely. Although she is on this. I don't know where you found this question. Maybe she's on the sex subreddit, but like the, uh, you know, maybe she has like a particularly high sex interest slash drive and that's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we just don't have enough information here to know how presumptuous it was, but uh, doing it blind seems highly risky. All right. This person says, I, 20-year-old female, was dumped because I opened up about my kinks. I feel so fucking disgusted right now. I'm deciding if I want to read this whole thing or just get to the juice. I'll read the whole thing. My now ex-boyfriend, 21-year-old male, were hanging out at my place this weekend when the topic of fantasies came up. For some context, he's the only person I have ever had sex with, and we've been together for about two years. I never felt comfortable opening up about my kinks before, but I guess that I was tipsy enough that it gave me some courage. I asked him if there were any fantasies that he had, and he said that he wanted to see me wearing a schoolgirl uniform, which is something I wasn't opposed to. He then asked if there were any fantasies that I had, and I said that I had this fantasy for a while where I tie a guy up and peg him. That was a mistake. Uh-oh. Yeah, that was a mistake because he looked at me like I had grown a second head. Looking back, I guess he shared a fairly tame fantasy and I immediately meant, went for something more extreme. I said that it wasn't something I needed or anything, but it ruined the whole mood for the weekend. He asked if it was something I fantasized about doing with him and I admitted that it was, but I wouldn't actually want to do it unless he wanted to. He broke up with me yesterday. He said that he didn't want to be with someone he couldn't satisfy and that I should look for someone that shares that fantasy. I tried explaining that it was just a fantasy and that I didn't need it that I could forget about it and never bring it up again. But he said that he made up his mind and wished me luck before leaving. I'm heartbroken. I don't want someone else. I want him. I don't feel like I could ever open up to anyone else again. I feel gross and masculine. Was my fantasy really so bad? All right, so she's a 20-year-old female. So I, there's a couple things here, but... Uh, I object to how she um, uh, equated gross and masculine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> so gross and masculine. It's like, all right. She's, she's not wrong in my opinion. Um, Fair. Do you think, okay, let's say that a woman really has this fantasy. Can she just swallow it and move on? And, you know, if she finds a partner that's not into it, live live a happy life? I mean, we, we sort of brushed against this with the threesome thing. Like if somebody really wants a threesome and their partner says, no, absolutely not, should they break up with them and move on because they're, they'll never be truly satisfied? Or is this one of those things that you can get past i don't okay i'm having trouble believing that a woman genuinely has this as a fantasy i right, think like right something like a hundred percent of the time when pegging happens the guy instigates it because right. she gets nothing physically out of it and it just isn't yeah and it doesn't it, align it, well it, it makes their partner so submissive and right. I just don't, I mean, yeah, there's that issue with the MMF threesome and the woman seeing the man receiving anal from another man and yeah. freaking her out. And this is yeah. similar to that. And I don't, I think women in general, like if you're a woman in the sex act, you don't interact uh, really at all with the guy's butthole. Mm-hmm. So they can basically pretend it's not there. Right. Uh, uh, notwithstanding the fact that I, I realized that like there's this analingus trend where women have decided they want to, well, they've decided or been coerced into thinking that they want to interact with it. But uh, yeah, so it's not, it's not as present as a, as an object of desire for a woman. And I, I just don't think like naturally women come to that. And so it's, I'm confused about that, like where, where she got that. Yeah. But I mean, if she, if you take her at her word that that was what she wanted to do, I mean, I think 
this is the thing is that she's not, she's really abnormal or unusual for a woman. And so like, yeah, the guy's going to assume that it's a deal breaker. And I think he's probably right if she genuinely wants that. Yeah. Like, it, is it possible to imagine a scenario where she really wants it and she'd be satisfied without it? I, I don't think that's, I don't think there is. Like, I think that's it. Like, I think, I think it's the same that's with the threesome right. too. Like, I don't. I don't know if the, why if the woman's Go insisting ahead. on it, then I think you have to take it more seriously than if the man is insisting on it. Yeah. I mean, she says that it was just like a passing fantasy. I tried explaining that it was just a fantasy and that I didn't need it, that I could forget about it and never bring it up again. But I mean, isn't that what like all homosexuals did until the 1980s? They just pretended they weren't gay and like tried to make do with it. And you know, I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe she was put on the spot by him. Uh, I mean, yeah, like I think that men, I think that the, look, if you read romance books, I've had the misfortune to read a couple mm-hmm. in my life. Uh, there are fantasies in those things. They're just not what a man would consider a sexual fantasy. They're like, the they're situational fantasies. Uh, and the actual sex is pretty, relatively pretty normal. You know, it's right. not, it doesn't involve like implements and you know, anal probes and stuff like that. <laughs> None yeah. of that going on. It's just, it's situational. And so, and so she might've been put on the spot. Like he said, oh yeah. I, what was his fantasy again? I forget. So he uh, wants her to wear a schoolgirl uniform, which sounds okay, like something so which somebody, some, something somebody would say when they were just like put on the spot and they had to produce a fantasy. Like, right. So yeah, that, that question itself she, is a minefield for the man, right? Like he can't say, oh, you know, I want to fuck your best friend, right? Like he has to say something that, it, you know, seems like a bit wild, but not too wild so as to make her upset. Have you faced this question? Yes. This question comes up all the time. What do you say? You have I like a have, pattern? I don't have a good answer. I normally just like decline to answer. Really? Yes. You, but, I mean, but I'll give this spiel about why it's dangerous. Okay. Uh, you, okay. Even, even if it's like somebody you're already having sex with. And so like, it's sort of contextual, you'll still save her. You're basically like, I don't have any fantasies. I don't think I have, uh, any fantasies that are yet to the point where they need to be communicated. I can't sort of, yeah, yeah. I don't think I have anything that's unusual enough that needs to be like explicitly requested. That's interesting. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, but I mean, you could, well, okay. Have you, have you had somebody impose an unusual, you, I'm sure you have impose an unusual fantasy on you. I'm like, like what, what do you mean? By unusual? Yeah, like, like this. Well, just like this, where it's like, Hey, uh, I, I'm sure you have not been with a woman who want, who said pegging was her no, fantasy because not. I don't think that's common. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. Um, I've en- I've encountered a couple like, yeah, like requests that I wouldn't have thought of in my life. Anything I don't know interesting enough to share? No, they're sort of boring. Like one person, one woman uh, was uh, like she was interested in. I guess it would be like. Like, like nipple clamps or something like that, like yeah. stuff that's like kind of metal and like attached to her body, like various like things like that. And it was honestly kind of boring. And and, and <laughs> I felt like she was boring herself. Like she wasn't that into it either. So I was like, why did you? Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking it was something she'd done once while masturbating or something. Yeah. Or maybe she imagined it being different or something. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. It was not compelling. Um, But yeah, this is like a, this is a pretty strong one. I, I, yeah, I just wonder whether this woman, uh, kind of said this because she was just, she had to come up with something. And so she's like, okay, like I'll come up with this. And then she upset. overachieved she's like, well, crap. How do I, how do I walk this back? Cause I don't actually care. Right. Um, yeah. I think maybe, although she defends her kink in the in the uh, responses to the threat. Like she doesn't, I don't think she was performing it. Look, the normal ones that that people say are some sort of uh, light bondage. So, you know, tying up either her or him, Uh, some sort of light, uh, you know, rough play. So choking or hair pulling, Um, 
And yeah, I mean, those are like the two that people usually say. I can't think of anything else at the moment. Maybe I'm forgetting something obvious. But I do think that people feel more pressure to be, I don't know, more sexually adventurous now just because of the pop culture role moment, for better or worse. Sure. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Analingus has come up a lot recently on the show, and I think I think that's part of that. I have a topic about Analingus, so let's let's just get into it. I, 33-year-old mm-hmm. male, ate my wife's 32-year-old female ass for the first time while we were both drunk. Should I talk to her? This happened last weekend. I'd always wanted to eat her ass, but I was too ashamed to bring it up. We are both kind of drunk. We showered before sex. We were 69ing, and my nose was right at her butthole. I was smelling it while I ate her pussy. I couldn't help myself, and I just started licking her ass. I even put my tongue in it. She didn't say anything, and she even seemed to enjoy it. Should I bring it up and talk to her, or should I just do it every time I can? And everybody mocks her. Fellas, should you talk to your wife? (laughs) Just bring it up in your quarterly meetings. Only if you think you'll see her again in the future. I I mean, just like asking if you should talk to her is silly. But uh, I brought this up because we've talked about uh, analingus a lot lately. And I, I can't imagine... Who knows how long these people have been together, but they're married. But it just seems like a weird thing that if you fantasize about waiting for years and years and years and years and then like suddenly going for it, like if it was something that I wanted to do, I think I would try to introduce it to the normal uh, prefix menu sooner than later, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't, it's, it's hard to relate to this because the, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I, okay, I could understand the way I usually interpret this or imagine this is that, you know, the guy's really horny, they're having sex, and he just sort of like, he's so, he basically his disgust reflex or whatever feeling is gone, and so he just does things that are kind of gross. So, okay, so he starts licking your butthole in that context. That okay. I, I can I see mean, that. he says specifically. I know, he, I know, that he's been okay, dreaming about it. Okay, but he says it. specifically. I um, yeah, but also he says my nose was right at her butthole. I was smelling it while I ate and her pussy. Smell it. I couldn't help myself. Ugh. So th- it's this not, does mean I can't imagine the smell. They were in s- All right, sorry. Go ahead. They were in sixty nine position. Yes. Okay. So all right. So he was. He did have that sort of reverse. Yeah, the reverse. The uh, problem with sixty nine. <clears throat> sit on my face situation. Yes, right, exactly. Okay, uh, and he liked that, and then yeah, I just don't. I mean, I don't really understand what. Well, whatever. I don't understand this fetish. Fetish, and I, I would say that. And he also said he'd been thinking about it a lot before, right? Yes, this is like a I mean, thing he wanted to do. I just I don't get it. He says something like, "Let me get the exact quote." I was smelling it while I ate her pussy. What is it? Poop? I yeah, that jumped out to me too. Like what's uh, right? They, he went to lengths to say they just showered, and then he's like, "I smelled something," and they're like, "Well, what?" <laughs> and <laughs> I smelled something and raised an eyebrow and, and couldn't help but investigate. I mean, yeah. What did uh, you think? So, I mean, you listened uh, carefully to the last episode, and Eric yeah. mentioned this notion that he <clears throat> it was some some quite some topic about licking your finger and then rubbing the butthole of the woman Mm -hmm. uh, as part of sex play. And Mm -hmm. Eric said that he, you know, gets a positive reaction to that some percentage of the time. Did you find that credible? Yes. I found that credible and relatable. Okay. So that, so, okay. So as as a methodology of giving pleasure, that appears to be a, a, you know, a thing that guys find or women find compelling enough the guys do it. Yeah, I I would say probably half my partners seem to enjoy some pressure around their anus. Okay. Uh, But here the guy seems like he's doing it for his own pleasure. Like it's not, even if the woman was like not getting much out of it, he, he, it's so exciting for him that he wanted to pursue that avenue. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard for me to relate to. I mean, I can understand it if you're like trying to basically like angling for anal sex. That makes sense to me but like it's like it's like quid pro quo i I do this for you and you no 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 just like that he's trying to well sort of the the thing that eric mentioned of like you're trying to like basically 
uh, without having to sit down and have a conversation about everything, which would be the mature thing to do. If you're trying to just, uh, you know, say, well, what if I do this? What if I do this? What if I do this? So basically it's just sort of playing in that area might lead to your penis going into that area. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. You're like, uh, ticking the temperature, which by Uh, the way, I'm sure is like, one of the things actually, one of the doubts I had when Eric said that about a woman appreciating it was I thought to myself, like, if I were a woman, okay, actually as a man, if a woman started playing with my butthole a lot during mm-hmm. sex, I think I would be like, oh, she's, she wants she wants to peg me. I think that's mm-hmm. where my mind would go. And similarly, I think that a man, a woman in that situation, once you start playing with her butthole, she's going to be like, oh, this is leading to anal. Yeah. This is an interesting direction. Yeah. I've been with a number of women who uh, start moving their fingers toward that area. And I always shut it down. I think Eric mentioned this too. Um, I always shut Mm -hmm. it down before they get anywhere with it because I'm not interested in that. And Alyssa has mentioned that she knows how to give a prostate massage and she's willing to show me. I don't know. How, how does she know that? Well, uh, she was from a virgin before me. So, play. so presumably she just read it online. Uh, no, I presumably she's done this to another person. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yes, she has. Well, it could be, I think there might, I think there might be some situations where people do that for work. Like oh. not prostitutes, but like uh, pr- producing like fluid from the expressing fluid. That's the word I'm looking for from the prostate. I think there are like that is that can be a thing. And so saying you know, saying you know how is sort of an interesting. She way to, is a nurse. Like, hey, and hey, honey, what? I know how to ejaculate. <laughs> She's like really, right? That's right. impressive, right? Yeah, I'll actually ask her as soon as we finish recording here. But she is a nurse and. When I when I ex- expressed when I declined the the invitation or the when I declined the offer, uh, she mentioned mm-hmm. that she could even do it with gloves if I wanted her to. Because, <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah, maybe it she, was some sort of nursing school. <laughs> I have no idea, man. I I don't know. It, it's it's funny that the uh, the offer was. You could imagine. Um, you could imagine the like the boolean there being reversed like i can even do it without gloves if you want like her default was with without it's <laughs> right. like oh I right, see. I, right. so th- yeah that's that's suggesting uh that's suggesting <clears throat> that uh, she learned it in a, a play context not a doctor i agree context. because in a doctor context i'm sure the default would be gloves right yeah, yeah. i agree well yeah so yeah i look i am 95 percent sure that the answer is she's done this to a man before in a sexual circumstance uh setting i so. don't think women should have to do that i think that i think that men should not ask women to do that i think that uh, i agree like sex is already mostly about for the man and like you're just it's like come on like how many how many bells and whistles are required? Like right. woman's already way more attractive than you are. Like her body's set up to like yeah. you know super be okay. super uh, erotic for you, etc. This is good. This this is a nice segue. So this person says free use all day. I'm very into free use. I have a fantasy of staying at a guy's place all day, being naked in his bed, watching shows or whatever, and him being able to use me whenever he feels like it throughout the day and as many times as he wants. I want to just leave his cum in slash on me all day. Does anyone else? Have experience with something like this. What did it look like? Was it enjoyable for both sides? Was there any physical pain? Did you need a lot of aftercare or anything else I should be aware of? That's it. That's the post. So free use has been (laughs) growing in the porn word cloud, I think, over the last few years. There's a number of professional companies that are specializing in free use. And on Pornhub, like one of the featured thumbnails is more and more often featuring uh, free use. And so I'm a little bit curious about why that's emerging in the zeitgeist, but I don't actually even like really understand this. Like, are there any limits on this? Like, is the woman, is there an expectation of reasonable duration and or an attempt to please the woman? Or does she really just want to be used as like a masturbation sleeve and he just, you know, pumps 12 times and and orgasms? Like what? 
what is it that she actually is craving yeah. here? So yeah, my, my reading of this suggests that yes, there are limits that basically like that, that, you know, they're at a minimum, at a minimum, there's some sort of protocol set up where she can like turn off the free useness at any time. Meaning <clears throat> like maybe, I mean, obviously during sex, but, but typically it would be like before, you know, like when yeah. it isn't happening. So like she'd have some, uh, headband she puts on or some, some, some indication that like free use is on right now. Uh, Okay. So like, so, so yes, because obviously a woman doesn't like, if she has like terrible diarrhea or is sick or whatever, like has other right. things to do, doesn't, you know, want this to be going on. Um, and then the, the porn of this that I've seen for the most part is something around like the woman just not paying attention right. to the guy, like something like she's playing video games she's reading yeah. a book or whatever and, right and so then and she just completely ignores so it, so in that sense it reminds me of like how animals behave <laughs> you know like the typical thing where like the male dog is yeah. like jumping on the yeah, female yeah, yeah. And she's just not she right. just doesn't care uh so that's kind of interesting so the guy wants to uh simulate that and or whatever one one or both of them want to simulate that and have um have that going. I, the the thing for this particular post, or a couple things that I would say about her post. Uh, one is that um, semen dries, and so like uh, when she says she wants to have it on her skin yeah. all day long, like that she does, she doesn't actually want that. It just gets gross. And then secondly, uh, she should be prepared for like a lot of watching Wheel of Fortune and The Price Is Right because uh, he just isn't going to fuck her all. I'm not sure what she's imagining is going to happen. Yeah, here, but like. I mean, the, the, mo the most compelling thing I can think of here for the woman is like there's sort of a surprise element. Like it's like you don't know when it's going to happen. But like it, the thing I know for sure is it's not going to happen continuously all day long. Right. Like most of the day she's just going to be sitting there. Yeah. And yeah. what does it even – I don't I, – yeah, I guess it's hard for me to wrap my mind around why this is – okay. I can imagine it being compelling. Oh, I have a – Yeah, I can imagine it being compelling for yeah. a woman to – have this power that, or to have this like device, which is her body that can bring pleasure to her man. And that, that being sort of compelling or arousing or satisfying to them in some way. But the free use part sort of removes her pleasure or emotions from the equation. And so, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly what's going on there. I don't think, I mean, she could, derive pleasure from it. Like it doesn't have to be necessarily not. I mean, if, if it depends on how long, how long the encounter lasts and so forth. Like it doesn't have to be that she's playing uh, the Nintendo or whatever while they're having sex and she's, he's or whatever while he's having sex and she's just totally doing something else. Like she could participate when he's doing it. I, my, the way I've often interpreted this trend or this uh, mm -hmm. desire from women is simply something like, she's trying to she does it makes her uncomfortable that he masturbates to porn huh. and thinks of other women and maybe she's afraid uh -huh. he's cheating on her and she's like well so in other words i i unfortunately like i i hear that there could be a kink here and fine that's cool if there is but i actually generally interpret it kind of negatively but like huh. the masturbation like you do encounter a fair number of fairly frequently women getting upset at a guy masturbating to porn and stuff and like this is a way for her to say look like now you don't ever have to masturbate yeah. You know, now I I control yeah. your sex completely, which I could see being a female drive and or fetish. Like, oh, I want him to only right. think about me. Yeah. I mean, I think women get upset when they find out their partner's masturbating, mostly in situations where their sex life is unsatisfactory in some way. Because then it's like, oh, and you're also doing this, right? It's like a... Yeah. Maybe, but I mean, it could just be uh, like the prevalence of porn makes it so that like, I, I don't know what, per what percentage of masturbation sessions like in the US yesterday, which by the way, like I did this, I did this, um, <clears throat> like sometimes when I'm running, I'll sit there and like do like calculations in my head yeah, or like I'm just too. bored. Right. So I, I, you know, so I was computing, I was trying to figure out like, is it the case that there's always at every instant of the day, a man ejaculating? <clears throat> and I believe in the yes, United States absolutely. or worldwide, whatever. 
And I, I believe the answer is yeah. yeah, yes. So basically, like, <laughs> there's just a constant uh, of stream course. of semen shooting out of men. No, Mike, it's well, it's it doesn't it's, it's worse if, than that. Okay, I mean, look, there's yeah. there's 150 million men. Let's say 100 million of them are like able to orgasm easily, and you know, orgasms yeah. last for say 10 seconds and happen on average every other day, right? Like you just end up with, yeah, it would be more, it's not just like yeah, okay. that there's a continuous stream. It's like, there's a continuous waterfall. Um, like if you could, s- I'm not sure that's, I can't remember what I came up with as to like how, yeah, you're probably <laughs> at right. The, as, like, at the uh, milliliters yeah, per second or whatever. It rivals Niagara Falls. Are you saying that even in like kind of a, even in like a small-ish town of like 50,000 people or something that there's even in that <laughs> reduced or like let's say you live in like a whatever like a, a either a big city or a small city but like if you drew a line <laughs> you know I don't know a mile radius from your house that there's always someone ejaculating within that circle I mean basically I think you're saying even this that is, is true. beginning to sound like a consulting interview you know where they do these order of magnitude okay, calculations I need to do the math to, to yeah. figure this out. But my, my intuition is right. that it's a lot and of, of course, I, right. Time of day matters. Too, right. But okay. So, uh, uh, <clears throat> I forget why I brought that up. It just made, yeah, just, I think it was relevant to like the, the free use and like the, okay. So yeah, the, I was going to ask, do like what percentage of masturbation sessions for men involve something like Pornhub, and I'm guessing 50 or more percent. What do you mean by like Pornhub? That? You mean some sort of visual stimulation th- that isn't a human? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Video, a video, porn videos on, on, like, you know, whereas like 50 years ago, zero, of course, did pretty much. Now it's 50% plus, maybe 80% yeah. plus. Like, it's really, really common. And and that's like, I even if you don't have relationship problems, like, I think that that's something that women might not love because the vast majority of women don't look at porn sites. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. This reminds me of, I mean, we have to wrap up here, but this reminds me of something that I've been meaning to ask you. What, how many times, what percentage of times that you masturbate do you use your phone for the visual stimulus? Not a high percentage, maybe okay. ten I, or less. I asked because I think I can count on two hands the amount of the number of times I've used my phone. I, I detest using my phone. Huh. Uh, the only time I would use it is if I'm in some circumstance where, like, I absolutely cannot use my computer. And I know uh, I'm unusual in that regard. I I, so, I really I, hate using my phone to read generally. Um, and this is, I think, related to let's that. say let's say you're at. Uh, Let's say you're at like a family event or at a family member's house or just a situation where like you don't completely control yeah. your space. Are you saying that you would take your computer into like a, a lockable bathroom and then like set it up? I mean, the problem, so the problem I have with that is that it's just so obvious what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. You're like, oh yeah, I just want to go sit on the toilet with my computer. And it's like, what? Like, I'm assuming those are the situations where you'll yeah, switch the phone. Yeah, I mean, it would have to be something where there's there's no way that I could get away with using a computer. But I mean, it's not like I go How over you, to way, like my uncle's house okay, for, for dinner and you know feel the burning need to masturbate right right at that time. Like most of the time, I masturbate, you know, before I go to bed or something, or in a time where I'm alone at least, and so. But let's say, I mean, you're uh, traveling through Europe right now with a uh-huh. lovely young lady. Like, do you just, have you just zeroed out your masturbation habit? Yes. Or I have, I have. Oh, you have. You, you, so you actually don't, you don't do it. And that's not because I know, knowing you, it's not because you don't want <laughs> to do it. There's probably some good content out there that you, yeah. right? So you don't, you're unable to, unwilling to, or unable to negotiate with your uh, travel companion. Uh, I think alone. she would gladly permit me, but I feel like, I mean, we're, we're sharing hotel rooms. It feels sort of, I wonder if she has, Hey, Alyssa, have you masturbated I mean, what, since we got to Europe? Yeah, a couple times. She says, yes. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so where, where can, can you know, I mean, can you find out from her where, uh, she's, Alyssa, where, where like she's where? been doing in the it in the bathroom or, or the shower or something? Oh, she says when I went out for a run. That makes sense. 
Yeah, she has not okay. been running. And so like, I don't so have I, moments at the hotel alone. That's my exercise. <laughs> so I just, that's her exercise. I think part of what's, I think that part of what's going on there is that uh, she doesn't have to worry. Like, let's say that she was in the, in the midst of doing it in, in bed or whatever. If you walked in, you she, she can immediately stop and you don't know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she doesn't have a dick out. Yeah. Um, right. So there's like a, there's like a privacy thing yeah. there that men value. And I think this is, I mean, to the original question, this is what leads to a man using the phone because it's like, then it's like, oh, I, I right. need to be private. Person. Right. Yeah. You should ask her if she was thinking of you in the shower. Yeah, she left the room, so I can't. No. I'm sure she was. Yeah. Come on, man. Smart. Who else? I mean, with, with an Adonis like myself, who else is there to think about? I think she was thinking of the guy that she practiced the <laughs> prostate stimulation on. Good callback. <laughs> that was my guess. All right. That'll yeah. do it for episode 74 of Your Biology Bay Very. Thanks for your time. Thanks to Mike for his time. And we look forward to having you back for the next episode of Your Mileage May Vary.